Melnick in the afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690. down to nothing but I thought we were playing a pretty good game I thought we were uh, we were doing the right things they capitalized on their chances uh, they got a bounce off one of our sticks they scored on a power play and uh, we, we knew we had 10 minutes left to make a difference and then we were, we were able to draw some penalties and take advantage of the power play to the left point now Markoff Ford power play Pacioretty turns and scores Max Pacioretty scores on the power play nine seconds left in the Ford power play Habs win the draw Subban left point with a drive he scores now the Canadians with possession. Gonchar, Placanitz, far circle. Pacioretty scores! Another power play goal, and the Canadians lead it 3-2. to two. Just like that. Just like that. The power play drought with an exclamation point ends last night, and it gives the Canadians a well-deserved win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's see what happens tonight in Ottawa. We'll take you there. It's Melnick in the afternoon hour number two on TSN 690. Mitch Melnick, Rod Francis, Mitch Gallo. The Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, meantime, what did you say? They're going to try to do something tonight in San Jose? Yeah, that no team has ever done before. Go through California on a road trip and not score a single goal. Doing that game on TSN. He's with us every Thursday and Tuesday at this time after four. Ray Ferraro, how you doing? I, I'm doing well. I mean, I, I sense a little sadness from Mitch. Yeah, it's, it's you know, there. And, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, and 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 I got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about Rod today because I I asked him as we got on the phone. I said, "How are you doing?" He's like, "All right." I said, "How could it be so bad? You're sitting in the studio. Like, is he okay? Are you guys?" No, okay he he's, he's I don't know. He's having some issues. I think he's having some health issues. No, really? Well, that stinks. But geez, you know what? You know. Rod, are you? I, I, I don't I know. I'm just—he has a lot of health issues, Ray. Yeah, well, he's, he's not a healthy guy. We're just trying to make you feel bad, Ray, and it looks like we succeeded. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, really? I was expecting, you know, like you know, Habs score three power play goals. I was expecting the old, hey, I'm doing great. I was like, wow. Well, Ray, I, I don't want. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Rod called it. We were uh, the three of us were out last night. Uh, watching from a bar. It's a, it doesn't happen very often the three of us do that. And r- when they were down 2 nothing with 10 minutes to go, less than 10 minutes to go, Rod was quite confident. He really, genuinely, he expressed that the Canadians were going to come back and win the game because they dominated the game. Yeah, and, and right through 42 games here, the Canadians have shown uh, a couple things. They score goals uh, in a very opportunistic way. And they love coming back in the third period. 11 come from behind wins, and nobody scored more goals than they have in the third period. It's something about this team. I don't know if they enjoy playing from behind. I can't believe any team would like that, but they've shown that they're good at it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly in, no, it's in nobody's game plan. Like, hey, let's get down a goal or two and, and then get going. I, I'm amazed that they can be as good as they are late and as poor as they are early. Um, you know, if, if they were... Uh, a big physical team, you could say, okay, as, and and those were the the numbers. You could say, well, maybe they wear teams down as as the you know as the game goes on, and and you could kind of make a case for that. That that's one of the ways that Los Angeles has been successful over the past couple of seasons. But certainly, that's I mean, that's not the way Montreal's made up. Um, they have guys that can score. They have guys that can shoot. They don't need many chances. A lot of like you know. Pacioretty, for example, I, you know, I, I don't know that there's many power forwards that need less chances to score. 
you know, he can really, as you guys know, he can really shoot the puck. He doesn't, he doesn't need three or four or five chances on most nights. He needs one. And that's a, that's a rare commodity. Um, they're, you know, we've talked all year about their power play. They should be able to get something on their power play because they have guys that can shoot the puck. Now, last night might have been an anomaly on that, but, man, they had to feel good about it. Um, they skate. They can score. Their goalie keeps them in it. Even when they slumber early, they're in the game that where some other teams might be out of it. And, and that's another reason that, you know, that perhaps they, they feel confident enough that, hey, we're down two. We're probably not going to give up the third one. You know, our goalie's going to make sure of that. So, you know, maybe they're, maybe they play a little bit more freely when they're down, but it's, man, it, it just doesn't seem sustainable that that can be the way to play. I mean, it, it really is, it's really a curious stat for sure. You know, that was one of my favorite games I've, uh, if I go back and look at it, it's going to be one of my favorite games that I played this year. We were, uh, it seemed like all three of us on our line were, were one touch moving it and moving into open areas. And, uh, we had some great chemistry tonight. And, and Plucky's a guy that I haven't played much with, but, uh, whenever guys play with him, they have success because, uh, they know what he's doing. And, uh, you know, he's simple to play with. And that's why we had a lot of chances. He, uh, he made our line go, and it's fun playing with him. A lot of us have been wondering, Ray, since Pacioretty and Placanitz have killed penalties uh, for over a year now, and they have obvious chemistry. They always seem to create an offensive chance or two while they're killing penalties. What it would be like if they actually played five-on-five five together, and along with Gallagher last night, that trio had 18 shots on goal, two more than Columbus had on the Canadians last night. I know we'll know more tonight and Saturday against another real good club, the Islanders, but... Just on the surface, uh, 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 Placanitz, Pacioretty, Gallagher trio, you think what? Oh, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. The the, the big butt juggling act the coach has is, okay, so if I play those three guys together, what else do I have? And a lot of times um, a line that works can't be together long-term because that leaves you not enough in, in some other areas. I, I don't... I don't think anybody would look at Thomas Placanitz as a winger and say, gee, I don't want to play with him. I mean, he does just about everything right. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, when, when I go into a game, I, I have this kind of like a cheat sheet in front of me, and I write down, you know, two wads and ends on each player. And every, every game, when I go into to do a Montreal game, I have nothing written for Placanitz. I, I don't write anything because it's the same thing all the time. He's really sound. He plays both sides of the puck. He can create offense. He can shoot the puck. He's good on the draw. I mean, it's the same thing. What difference does it make if I write it in October or November or, or March? It's the same thing. Then you got a you know a big power forward and and Gallagher who is well is Gallagher. I mean that line should work. It, it, they should be able to play against top line, so you don't have to limit their minutes like a lot of offensive players you've got to be real careful about who you play them against I don't I wouldn't think you would have to do that with that line at all Ray we always talk about uh, PK Subban's ability to in the big game really elevate his game and take it to another level and we've seen that uh, throughout his career but he does have games where he doesn't look so good Uh, last night was one of them how do you think the best way to approach PK Subban if you're a coach is in terms of trying to motivate him night to night Oh, I, I don't, I don't think he needs much motivation. I mean, I, I don't, I think the standards for him are so high that 
when he has a night like last night where it looks like his skates weren't sharpened um, for for much of it, you you wonder, you know, like where was his where was his head at today? But I I don't know. There's there's going to be swings to his play. There just there is because he'll play up on the up on the edge a little bit. But as far as motivating him, I, I would be more concerned with motivating other players than than Subban. He seems. If, if there's one thing I would say is that you know he seems to spread himself a little thin, uh, but man, that guy's a self-starter. He's a he's a motivated kid. You might you know people might not like the way he goes about some things, um, you know that he puts himself out there so much. But uh, I I don't ever look at the Canadians and and wonder. Gee, I wonder if PK Subban's going to be interested in playing tonight, like I do with some other top end players. I I never have that that worry now the game might not go great for him like last night it was it was kind of like an unmade bed a lot of it but um you know i i, I don't i don't know if if i want to take out too much of his game trying to get him to play the, the really super safe game i you know you can find enough players that do that um you don't find many players like him it's such a long year uh pk suban uh against the boston bruins in the seven game playoff series that's all you worry about when you get to the play, uh, you know you, he's. You, you know what he's worry gonna, about it. That, that's right. I mean, that's the only thing that uh, I. I so a game here and a game there over eighty-two games where your best pl- your best defenseman isn't going to look so good, and they still win. So what? Yeah, yeah. I I think you know I'm you know I read and you know I I follow as you know as closely as I can as many teams as I can, and you hear the same thing over and over, city to city to city, and that you know how do we get more consistency out of players? Well. The fact is there's going to be lots of games where you don't get a lot of consistency by what the people are looking for because there are so many games. There are nights, I'm telling you guys, you go to the rink some nights and you're sitting there and just before warm-up and you catch yourself thinking about just about anything other than the game you're about to play. And you go, whoa, wake up, man. I've done that before, you bet. Lots of times. And I'm sure he does it too, and I'm sure any guy on the roster can. I, I can guarantee you I've been sitting there thinking, man, i got to get my car into service. Oh, man, i got to play the, the, the reason I ask the question, though, is because, and maybe I give uh, too much credit at times, uh, but uh, Michel Therrien again last night with a couple shots uh, through the media at P.K. Subban, and I just wonder if that's a way of motivating him, or maybe I'm overthinking it and he just, says the things he says because that's well, what's on the said, forefront here, of his mind. Here's what he said. Uh, well, that was a tough night for him again. Uh, but uh, uh, he, he took a great shot. But the thing that uh, if you look at the replay, you know, they're one guy in front of the net. They are in a, you know, he was there to uh, to make the screen on the goalie. And uh, without David and on on that play, you know, it's those are the detail of the game. And David uh, did a hell of a job to... Uh, Again, from the goalie. All right. So what you're saying is he he deflected the the goal. Well, first uh, he said he had a bad game had a again. Well, he, did, he well, used he the did. word again. Well, because no, t- no, no. But the the again. Look, you guys live in a bilingual place. That that to me is a just a phrase. You know, he had a, a bad game again. To say not to say like it five games in a row. You know, it to me that if I was speaking in French, there would be there would. Well, first of all, you guys would laugh, but secondly, um, you would find uh, some of the nuances would could be easily turned into something else. So it's a crutch what word. A crutch word. Sometimes me? we lean on a crutch word. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Bob Hartley, for example, in Calgary, he says like all the time. Listen to his interview. He says like 25 times in a two-minute interview. It's just a crutch. It's something that he uses to reorganize a thought. And I don't put any credence into the word again in that comment. What I see is he knows his defenseman had a bad night, and he doesn't want to talk about it because people are going to keep asking him about it. So he turned it into the point shot, and hey, look who was in front of the net, a guy that struggled for us a lot of the year. It was DRNA. He got there. That's not an area that he gets to a lot. Certainly not, you know, he's not going to be your number one guy that, hey, let's go screen the goalie. But he was there, and because he was there, Subban's shot went in. So he chose to put up the deflector shield and uh, turn it into something else. And, and quite frankly, that's a good tactic. With uh, Ray Ferrer out in San Jose, we'll get to the Sharks and Leafs in a second on TSN after the Canadians and Ottawa game, uh, which is on TSN 5 with Gord Miller and Jamie McLennan in Ottawa. Melnick in the afternoon, Mitch Melnick, Rod Francis, Mitch Gallo until... Seven o'clock. You know, I like to have fun with the numbers, guys, because I, I am a numbers guy. I grew up as a numbers guy. We've talked about this before, Ray. But there almost seems to be a joylessness about about the game. And, you know, a lot of them are warning that the Canadians are, you, 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 they can't keep this up. The possession numbers haven't been good. And uh, the record is overblown. It doesn't tell the true story. And I was curious to see what would happen if they had lost the game, even though they owned the puck all night. And I keep looking at this team and you know what kind of goalie they have. They have some. They they gained some much needed deep playoff experience last year. And you look ahead to the second half of the season, and I'm going like, how many guys are actually going to go backwards in the second half of the season that that we see on the Montreal Canadiens? I mean, this team, the power play speaks for itself. The power play is going to get better over the second half. You, you look at some of the individual guys and the numbers they put up, and you could argue that they have a handful of guys who will actually produce more over the next 40-odd games than the first 40-odd games. I don't know. It's just this it's – it's a weird dynamic at play, and I do like to poke people, and a lot of them don't have a sense of humor. But I, I, this is a really good team, I think, period. What do you think? Uh a uh, couple of things. One is you're right; they have no sense of humor. the 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 real battle of analytics versus traditional way of looking at games, I would say, is that they're trying so hard to show how relevant that the numbers are. When they go the other way, they say, "Well, it's not sustainable." Yeah, but it is right now, right? I mean, uh, if somebody's shooting at twenty nine percent, I I can tell you it's not sustainable. Gee, that's not. That's not news to me. If a team like the Leafs were winning games and get, giving up 40 shots a game, I can tell you that's probably not the right way to go, that eventually it's going to fall flat in his face. The possession numbers, you've got to be careful with these because there is not an exact science to the possession number. It's not like a hitter that's got a one-and-two count and he can't hit a curveball. I mean, that is a defined circumstance in a game that you can put a number on every time the possession stats sometimes are a little wonky and they'll in in an honest moment they'll tell you they know that and that the the statistical um gathering will get more and more sophisticated and as it gets more and more sophisticated it will become more and more reliable you know you they said all last year colorado can't sustain that well, they had 112 points. They sustained it for 82 games. Now, it was pretty obvious they weren't going to win the same way over and over and over again. If you watch their defense, they couldn't do it. It was just not going to happen. But the 
there's no acceptance that it can be another way because there's no one one there is no one right way to do everything there just isn't there's different ways to tie your shoes there's different ways to win hockey games and as far as the canadians i don't see a team in the eastern conference that is head and shoulders better than them i really don't and i think they will add something at the deadline that's been the track record of Mark Bergevin and his staff, whether it's a bigger piece or a smaller piece. I expect them to add something. I think they're a team that clearly can win two rounds. And, man, if you win two rounds, you are in the game. You, I mean, how many teams want to go up against Carey Price and say, yeah, you know, we, we think our team's about equal. Oh, they got Carey Price. I mean, that, that's a difference maker for them. All right, let's finish up uh, where you are in San Jose and what Mitch alluded to. In Beautiful, far, by the way. As far as the Leafs are concerned. Uh, and I'm watching last night when I got home, uh, Anaheim and Toronto, and I, I know what it's obvious what Horchuk has done and what he's trying to do. And you got all these guys coming back to the puck, and you want to see five guys on the uh, on your television screen when they're in the defensive zone. But I'm looking at Phil Kessel, and not to pick on him, but the, but that's that's asking a lot. It's a very Michel Therrien said a year ago that we play a certain style, but it's a very demanding style, and that's very demanding to ask Phil Kessel to come all the way back on a shift and then try to take the puck all the way back another two hundred feet and score. Yeah, I, I don't think they have it yet. You know, I mean, I I, I know they've they've uh, four games in a row that kept the opponent under thirty shots. Now that may not seem like much anywhere else, but man, in Toronto they were averaging close to forty shots against the game. What they don't have yet is the players, in, in my opinion, are really trying hard and, and focusing on playing this new way. But they don't have the sense when it's okay to take a chance, when the odds are in their favor to take a chance to, to create a scoring opportunity. Now, the best two-way forward in the game is Jonathan Taves, in, in my opinion. I guess Patrice Bergeron would be in the conversation, too. Those guys take chances. They just don't take silly chances. Jonathan Taves will jump on a loose puck or jump to an area where a loose puck's been turned over, knowing that his guy's likely to get it, and then he's got a chance. I mean, there's, there's, you can't play on, the, on your side of the puck 100% of the time. The puck moves too fast, and there are times you have to read the play and take a chance. And it's, I guess chance is the wrong word. What you do is you measure the odds. And in that split second, you make a decision. Is this the time to go? And if it is, then you create a chance. Like in the first period, Toronto had three two-on-ones. They didn't score any of them. The power play hasn't scored in a couple of games now. I mean, there are some chances there, just not enough. But I think they'll, they'll have to find the balance of creating offense and this new system. The real danger is if the players say, screw it, we're not scoring any goals, we need to start playing a little bit more like we used to play. And if they do that, then you're halfway between two systems, and that just does not work. Doubleheader night on TSN. The Canadians and Senators in Ottawa after seven followed uh, again in beautiful San Jose. The Sharks playing host of the Leafs where uh, Ray Ferraro is. Great as always, Ray. Thank you. Do it again on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll talk to you then. Melnick in the afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690.